choose presence over pressure. I choose presence over pressure. I believe that as you and I practice the presence of God, we can be more aware of His presence than we are problems. David said it like this, Even though I'm walking through the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not afraid. David was saying it really doesn't matter what's going on here in the valley because my God is the biggest thing in the valley. He is right there and it is His presence that makes all the difference for me even though I'm walking through. I will fear no evil. Why, David? Because He is with me. And His rod and His staff, it comforts you and I. You see, the presence that makes a difference for our victory in life is not the absence of problems or the absence of pressures or the absence of people. The presence that makes the difference is the very presence of God. You see, the presence of a problem never trumps the presence of God. Never never trumps it. Now notice what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 4.17. Paul's facing some difficulties. And he says this, For our light affliction. Certainly there was pressure, but Paul considered it to be a light affliction. Now why is that? Because he knows and he knew that the affliction that he was facing was only temporary, that it was subject to change. And here's what he said, For our light affliction which is but for a moment. In other words, it's momentary. It works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory or eternal weight of His presence. The Amplified says, an everlasting weight of glory. He says it's beyond all measure and excessively surpasses all comparisons and calculations of vast and transcendent glory, a vast and transcendent presence, and a blessedness that will never, ever cease. Paul's saying, this is seasonal. This is not forever. And what you're going through, le brocasse vredeste mandole, if you will access the presence of God and be serious about the presence of God, you will experience a breakthrough in your life. Listen, folks. Behind every pressure, behind every great affliction is greater presence. There's greater, there's greater glory available for you and for me. It's greater than the attack. It's greater than the disease. It is greater than anything and everything that you and I will ever face. He is ever-present. He's an ever-present help in a time of trouble. Now, His presence is not in manifestation at all times, so we must learn how to connect with His presence. Come on, somebody. How does this connection happen? How does this occur? Now, most of our life doesn't happen in church, does it? So we come here and and surely we should expect a manifestation of His presence. Amen? And it's wonderful to sense His peace and it's wonderful to sense His joy. 
And oh, there's nothing like the corporate anointing. But we're not together corporately at all times. We have our individual lives. About 1230 today, we'll be going our own way. Tomorrow morning is coming. You know, the mamas and the papas used to sing a song, Monday, Monday, can't trust that day. Well, if your trust isn't anything other than God, Monday can be a bad day. But Monday can be a good day if you and I will access, come on somebody, the presence of God. So corporately we know the more we acknowledge Him, the stronger His presence gets. But what is it that helps us to connect individually? What is it that will make us more aware of Him and give Him place to manifest in our life? Number one, take time to acknowledge Him every day. Throughout the day, just acknowledge Him. Lord, I love you. You may be driving to the A's game. You may be on BART. Wherever you are. You may be in the mall, ladies. Guys, you sure enough better acknowledge Him when your wife is in the mall. Psalm 119, verse 164 says, Seven times a day will I praise you because of your righteous judgments. Come on, let's just acknowledge Him right now. Say with me, you're the Most High God. You are great in this place. And you are good to me. Take time to talk to him. To acknowledge him. David did this. David did this. David was conscious of him. David would say things like this. You are my strength. You are my light. You are my joy. You are my shepherd. He didn't say, you are a shepherd. He didn't say, you are light. He said, you're my light. He said, you're my strength. You're my joy. It makes all the difference where it goes from him being someone else's shepherd to him being your shepherd to him being your strength. You are my strength. Strength is available. I can remember when Brenda was in the hospital on the third day and we had a rough day on that Sunday but what we did is we chose to access the presence of God, which would trump the problem. And the problem that she was having was hypotension, which is low blood pressure, so that when she would get up, the room would spin and she'd start sweating, and they're not going to discharge you in a setting like that. Amen. So what we did is we pressed into the presence of God by acknowledging Him. And this is something that we can do 24 hours a day. And what we used is a song. We used a song. And so we put Hillsong on and we started listening to this song, oh, I mean, not once, but many, many times, over and over and over again. You are my strength. Strength like no other. Strength like no other reaches to me. In the fullness of your grace and the power of your name, Come on, somebody. You lift me up. You lift me up. She sang that before she could get up, but it wasn't too much longer before she was able to get up. Are you listening to me? You may be down, but His strength will lift you up if you will access His presence that is ever 
available to you at any time of any day. Oh, thank you, Lord. Say it with me. You are my strength. You are my shepherd. That's a whole lot more personal than saying, well, he's the big guy in the sky. Amen. The big guy in the sky lives in you. And greater is his presence in you than he that is in this world. See, the truth is, is you and I can have heart-to-heart communication. Just talk to him from your heart. See, part of acknowledging him is to do this. It means to pronounce. It means to proclaim, to state, to declare the glory of the Lord. One of the definitions of glory, and the glory is actually the manifestation of the presence of God. So everyone state this, declare this, proclaim this with me real strong. I declare declare the glory of the Lord Lord over over my life. The manifested presence of God. The manifested power of God. The manifested goodness of God. I declare this day in my life and over my life the presence of God. Heavy with everything good is upon me this day. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon me. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon you. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon you. The Spirit of the Lord rests upon us. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say with me, the Spirit of the Lord is resting upon me today. The presence of the Lord is on me today. Where I go, His presence goes. When I walk into a room, things change. Things are altered. The very environment around me changes because of the presence of God. Woo! Amen. That's a whole lot better than when you walk into the room, people saying, oh, you better hide. You never know what kind of mood he or she's in today. presence of the Lord will not make you a bummer. The presence of the Lord will make you and I a blessing. So let's talk about these access points. Acknowledge Him. Praise Him. Then simply come to Him. Turn me to John chapter 7 verses 37 through 39. Look at your name and say, we're getting something good today. In that last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man, what? If any man thirst, let him come unto me and what? Drink. Drink. You know, I was at the Oakland A's game yesterday. They tied up the Houston Astros, and they're tied for first place in the West Division of the American League. And I went down there for a few innings, took a little break. But you know, there's a whole lot of drinking going on. I mean, a lot of drinking. Lots of drinking. And you know why people are drinking? Because they're thirsty. They're thirsty. There's an emptiness here. And they're looking for something to fill it. A lot of us did that. Guess what? Didn't work, did it? 
So the thirst that this scripture is talking about is being thirsty for Him. And when we take a drink of Him, we'll never thirst again. Woo! Hallelujah! So I am a strong proponent at drinking. Amen. I like to drink, don't you? I like to drink in vast, 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 vast amounts of His presence. So let Him come to me. Let Him come to me. See, even as a believer, you can be thirsty and still parched. Why? Because of not coming to Him. Not accessing Him. But let Him come unto me and drink. And he that believeth on me, as the Scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. This is the second gift that I wanted to talk to you about briefly. God's gift to the world was Jesus. Jesus' gift to the believer is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. John said of Jesus, he said, I indeed baptize you with water under repentance, but there's coming one that is mightier, mightier than I. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit and with power and fire. Amen? So this, this second gift, the infilling of the Holy Spirit, I really believe is a prerequisite for living in 2018. Come on, let's face it. There's just so much out there. And there's so much pressure that's out there. And there's so many things that come against us. We cannot afford not to be filled with the Spirit. We're not talking just about a gift so you can speak in tongues and say, Oh, you know, I joined some, some elite charismatic club. No, we're not talking about clubs. We're talking about something that will change your life and fill you with all the fullness of God and enable you to overcome the pressures of this life. You know, I'm looking at the infilling of the Holy Spirit recently more like a command than I am a suggestion. What do you mean? Scripture, Pastor, what do you mean a command? Well, Ephesians 5, he says, be filled. When God says be filled, I better be filled. Be filled. Come unto me and drink. Listen, this gift is available to you. And many of you are going to receive this feeling today. Access this infilling of the Holy Spirit. Drink in, draw near. Hebrews says it like this, Let us draw near with a true heart in fullness of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience, having our body washed with pure water. James says this, Come close to God and He will come close to you. This is a connection point. See, God hasn't moved, but we move. God is always there. Son, daughter, here I am. Hey, come on. In the first service, I got this word in the Spirit. As you draw near, you will be able to hear. And things that have been unclear shall now become clear. Those that are clear to hear are those that draw near. Clear to hear. What do you mean clear to hear? Man, we need to hear from headquarters, don't we? We really do. How many of you right now have got something you're praying about that perhaps you're not clear on yet? All of us. Keep at it. 
keep drawing near. You see, the Bible says men ought always to pray and not to faint. We need to pray about some things more than once. I said, we need to pray about some things more than once. Which means we need to come close to God and draw near to God daily. So to draw near then and to be clear to hear, that means that I must move away from some other things. Right? In other words, I got to lay aside certain things. Not necessarily sin, certainly sin, but I got to lay aside some weights. I got to lay aside some things that are legitimate to do, but if I really want to hear, I got to lay aside and step in and draw near. Say with me, I can do it and I will do it. So he says then, let us then fearlessly and confidently and boldly draw near to the throne of grace. See, here's the truth of the matter. There's nobody in this room today that God doesn't love. And there's nobody in this room that doesn't have God's ear if you will draw near. Listen to me now. Listen to the word. Jesus said this, He that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast him out. That was such great news to me back in 1975 because I didn't feel good about myself. But I came to him and he took me in. Woo, hallelujah. And if that's true for salvation, that's true for you. You're never ever going to go to the throne of grace and hear your father say, Oh, sorry, T.D. Jakes is at the throne. Step in line. Oh, 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 sorry. Brother so-and-so has got my ear. Come back tomorrow. No. He says, come boldly. Come on. Every day to the throne of grace. Amen. Amen. So everything was done so that you and I could come. We are invited into fellowship. I like to say it this way. We have a holy invitation to a glorious visitation. Say it with me. I have a what? I have a holy invitation into a glorious visitation. Amen. Now, I saw some things as I was preparing this message. I thank God for the Holy Ghost because I know it's for all of us. See, every day of my life, we've got to make the right choice. I've got to choose His presence over the pressure. I've got to, I've got to choose and side in with His Word rather than the deficit I may see with my eyes. I've got, to, I've got to choose the presence of the healer rather than rehearsing and talking about the presence of the problem. Amen? It's a daily choice. Say it with me. I choose your presence over this pressure. Here's the things I got from the Lord. Number one, in His presence, we will be quickened. In His presence, we will be quickened. Romans 8, 11. Let's read it together. But if the Spirit of Him that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, He that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwells in you. Listen, friends. 
there are quickenings that are taking place right now in the presence of Jehovah. And these quickenings that are available to you are not only quickenings in your spirit, but they're also quickenings in your soul. How many of you know that God can quicken your soul? He can move you from the land of depression and oppression into the land of strength and joy. Not only that, never, ever, ever say, I don't know. I just don't know. I'll never know. I just don't understand. Get rid of that stuff out of your vocabulary. And even though you may not know here, don't live out of here, speak from here. And when you're speaking from here, here's what you should say. He's made me of a quick understanding. I have the mind of Christ. I know exactly what I will do. Amen? Try that one on for size. I have the mind of Christ I have a sound mind and he's making me of a quick understanding that'll work on a new job when you have been given things that you need to learn to be able to fulfill your job that'll work for you on your job I'm saying that by the spirit somebody says I don't have the education but you've got the Holy Ghost and you got the teacher on the inside of you. I'm quick. I'm bright. I'm sharp. I'm pretty good looking. I'm very rich. Hallelujah. And I'm a major blessing. Quick. Quick. When it takes people three hours to figure it out, it's like a flash. It's quick. It's quick. It's quick. But all of us can become dull if we don't access His presence. His presence will make you quick. You get God's presence flowing and operating in your marriage, I got one word for you. Restoration. Most marriages fall apart because people are selfish. And people want their own way. The presence of God will take that old selfishness and junk right out of your soul. And instead of arguing and fussing and fighting, you'll just lay all that aside and say, it's not my way, it's His way that we're going from this day forward. And we are inviting your presence into our home. To have His presence in your home means sometimes you've got to kick some things out. Now, I'm not talking about your wife. I'm not, I'm not talking about your husband. But to have his presence, there's some things that need to go. Everyone say, quickened by his presence. 
Can God quicken your checkbook? Number two, in His presence, we will be changed. In His presence, we will be changed. His presence has changed Mark Thomas. Over the process of time, His presence has made me more like Him. Have you arrived? Certainly not. But I'm further along than I was in 1975. Amen? His presence will transform you. It'll take ugly attitudes right out of you. Now let's be honest about it. Are there some things in our lives that could use just a little changing? In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, it says, And all of us, with unveiled face, because we continue to behold in the Word of God as in a mirror the glory of the Lord or the presence of the Lord, we are constantly being transfigured or changed into His very own image in ever-increasing splendor. And here's where we're going. We're going from one degree of glory to another. More like Him. More like Him. More like Him. Every day. I'm telling you, folks, His presence will take hatred right out of you. His presence will take bitterness right out of you. His presence, if you will yield to it properly, will take an unforgiving heart right out of you. And the presence of the Lord will make you walk in the love of God. Man, that's good news. Because quite frankly, this is not something we can do in and of ourselves. The only way that we can make it in life is in Him. Come on now. In Him we live. In Him we move. And in Him we have our being. That means we're walking in Him. He's walking in us. We're walking in love and love is walking in us. And nothing is going to take us out of the presence of God. I don't care what they may say about you at work. It's what you say about yourself at home that counts. Sure, it'll take racism right out of you. It doesn't matter whether you're white or black or Asian. Anybody who lives in a human body is going to have to deal with racism. And His presence will enable you to fall in love with everybody. White and black, red and yellow, we all come of the same blood. Come on, somebody. And you know what I'm happy about in this church? Is we don't have all Caucasian. We don't have all Mexican. We don't have all Asian. We don't have all African American. We have them all. We have a slice of the city in this house. I said we have a slice of the city. We have a slice of the Bay Area in this house. I just happen to be white on the outside. But I'm going to tell you right now, i got a whole lot of Motown on the inside. <laughs> anyway, praise the Lord. Everyone say changed. Changed by the glory. 
you can, he can rewrite your story when you come into his presence and be changed by the glory. Whoo, hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Number three. Number three. His presence will strengthen you and make you joyful. Psalm 16, verse 11. Hallelujah. We're doing good for time too. You guys, you guys must be in the speed class. You guys listen so good, we'll be out by evening service. That's a polite laugh. Psalm 16. Come on, somebody shout with me today. Come on, let's say glory a few times. Glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. You know, we need some joy. Brenda and I are laying in bed the other night. And she says, I need to laugh. Well, I didn't pull out my comedy act because I don't have one. But we put a guy by the name of Ha Ha Hankins on. Who's known for joy. And we watched Mark Hankins and we just were splitting the gut, laughing and rolling in the bed. It was awesome. See, for us that night, that was an access point. You know? Joy was on the menu and we needed to access it. Now look at Psalm 16, verse 11. He said, Thou will show me the path of life. In your presence is a little bit of joy. No. As you access His presence, there's fullness of joy. But not only fullness of joy, at thy right hand... There are what? There are pleasures forevermore. So His presence will affect our strength. It will affect our joy. In His presence is fullness of joy. And the joy of the Lord is our? Strength. Number four. His presence, here's what it will do in my life and in your life. It will absolutely refresh you. It will refresh you. Look at Acts chapter 3 and verse 19. Acts, the third chapter, the 19th verse says this. Repent ye therefore and be what? Be converted. Repent. Is repent a Bible word? Yes. Is repent something that we need to do? Yes. Repenting, my brothers and sisters, is a way out of things and it gives you access into greater things. So he says, well, Pastor Mark, you're preaching a good message today. I really like it. But you know what? I haven't done any of this. I haven't done any of it. I got a word for you. Repent. <laughs> Repent. Not out of condemnation. Now, when you say to me, now, Pastor Mark, I haven't done any of this. But if you add this and I don't intend to. That's another story. We love you. God bless you. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Pray the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. Amen. But, <laughs> but if you say to me, you know, I just haven't done this, but I really desire to. So begin the change by saying, Lord, I'm sorry. Don't get under condemnation. Repent, therefore, and be converted, 
that your sins may be blotted out so that when times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. So this says to me, those that have an open heart, they can expect times of refreshing. Now the Amplified makes it a little bit more clear. It says, so that times of refreshing and recovering from the effects of heat. Anybody ever been out in a real hot, hot July or August day where it's 100 degrees baling hay? They used to bale hay down on the farm where Brenda grew up. I'm telling you what, man, you could hardly wait to get some sweet tea. You wanted to get to the house so you could take a great big huge jug of ice water or iced tea and be refreshed so you could have recovery from the effects of heat. Well, God's got something better than sweet tea. God's got huge jugs of new wine. God's got the the gift of the Holy Spirit that will refresh you and enable you to recover from the effects of heat. See, it's not a question whether or not there's going to be heat. There's going to be heat. There's going to be affliction. There's going to be trouble. The enemy walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But what you can do is declare, you may not devour me because I'm recovering. I'm being refreshed with fresh air by the presence of God. This makes a big difference, guys. The times of refreshing, recovering from the effects of heat, a reviving with fresh air. Everyone take a deep breath. I don't hear you breathing. Take a deep breath. You know, we sit out in our backyard a lot and I've been home quite a bit with Brenda and I've kind of turned into the flower water. And in our backyard, we'll look up sometimes and just be clear blue skies. There's nothing better than a California Bay Area blue sky with a nice little breeze. We'll sit out there in the backyard and we'll look at each other and say, ah, what a beautiful day. Just breathe that in, honey. Just breathe that. What a, what a beautiful day. The good news is this. In Christ Jesus, there are all beautiful days. And you can breathe in, and you can be refreshed by the presence of the Lord. Lastly, but not least, His presence in our life will also mean that protection is available to us. In Psalm 91, here's what David said. He said, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge, He is my fortress, my God, my God, in Him I will trust. See, David is encamped under the shadow, under the wing of El Elyon and El Shaddai. David drew near to him. Actually, Moses drew near to him. He drew near to him. And from that place of protection, he declared, He's my refuge. He's my fortress. He's my God. And I trust Him with all my heart. 
Now look with me to Psalm 3120. Did you wear your shouting clothes today? Psalm 3120. So there's protection in the presence of God. Amen. There's protection in the presence of God. There is not only protection for you, but there's protection for your loved ones. I got this real clear during the first service, like I just saw it like a flash. And that was this. Those of us who live in that place not only can declare protection for themselves, but from that place we can declare protection for our loved ones. Why? Because we are so full of the Spirit that out of our spirit flows creative power. Like today, for example, my loved ones are are going on a vacation. Today is John and Lindy's anniversary. And they've been married, I don't even know how many years. How many? 18 years, Sabrina knows. So John and Lindy have been married 18 years today. Isn't that great? And uh, so they're, they're taking a long journey. They're taking a long trip with our two grandchildren, Olivia and Lucy. Well, I'm not just going to let them go without declaring safety over them. Somebody said, did you call them and have a prayer meeting? No, I have a prayer meeting in my car on my own because faith knows no distance in the realm of the spirit and here's what I declare over my loved ones in the name of Jesus I plead the blood of Jesus over my loved ones and no weapon formed against them is going to prosper and no evil shall befall them neither shall any plague come nigh their dwelling in Jesus name devil I bind you and put a stop on any of your plans for them and I declare that he upholds the jet And they get to their destination safely. And he keeps them safe from evil plots of the wicked one. Somebody says, how can you say that? You want me to say it again? (laughs) Psalm 31 verse 20. Notice this. He says, thou shalt hide them in the secret of thy presence. From the pride of man. Thou shalt keep them, that's us, secretly in the pavilion from the strife of tongues. Another translation says, you hide them in the protection of your presence. You conceal them in a shelter from the schemes of men from quarrelsome tongues. Hallelujah. That means that you and I are engulfed in His presence. That means that we are Protected in any tongue that rises up against it, against us in judgment, he'll condemn it. He'll show it to be in the wrong. Why? Because our right standing is of him. I'm going to ask the musicians to come as we look at this last scripture. Say with me, the presence of the Lord is here. I can feel it in the atmosphere. The presence of the Lord. The presence of the Lord is here. I can sense Him right now in the very atmosphere. Let's all stand up. Amen. Once you get standing, just lift up your hands. Lift up your voice. And say this with me. I choose the presence of God over the the pressures and the problems of this life. I choose right now to be a praiser 
For as I praise, I know I shall be raised. Now I want us to read Psalms 9, verses 1 through 3 together. And I want us to look at this just for a brief moment. Are you ready? Let's read. I will praise thee, O Lord, with my whole heart. I will show forth all thy marvelous works. Verse 2. I will be glad and rejoice in thee. I will sing praise to thy name, O thou most high. Verse 3. When my enemies are turned back. What shall they do? So when his presence is in manifestation, it defeats the enemy all the time. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now there is a precious gift that is hovering over many of you right now. And this gift is the gift that Jesus gives. This gift is the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today, in this congregation, I would guess probably there's 20 to 30 people here this morning that have not yet received the infilling of the Holy Spirit and are candidates for the Holy Spirit. Now, instead of, you know, having you raise your hand and going through all the motions of that, we are going to corporately pray. We're going to pray a corporate prayer. And I believe this, that the presence of the Lord is so strong in this place that if you'll just yield to Him and open up your heart to Him, you can receive this free gift of the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Praise the Lord. So I want everyone right now just to raise your hands. And I want you to pray this with me. Heavenly Father, I thank You that Jesus Christ gave His life for me. I thank you today that Jesus is my baptizer with the Holy Spirit and power and fire. I see in your word that it's a free gift to be received by faith just like I received salvation and my healing today. Because of that, I ask you, dear Father, I ask you, Lord Jesus, to fill me now with the Holy Spirit, with your power, with your enablement to be a witness. Help me, Lord, as you fill me to articulate what is in my heart, my great love for you and my Father. Help me, Lord, not only to receive, but to act upon this infilling with praises. Praises in English, words in English, and words in the Spirit. Raise your hands. Open your mouth. Say, I receive. I believe that I receive this precious gift, the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And as a point of contact 
I open my mouth and I breathe in. Now receive, 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 receive. Say with me, I believe that I receive. Now I will magnify you first of all in English. And then I will magnify you in a heavenly language. Come on, let's magnify him in English. Lord, we praise you. We glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Glory to God. Lord, we praise you. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We praise you. Now, now listen very carefully. Now magnify him in the spirit. Begin to worship him in the spirit. Oh, just open your mouth and begin to praise him in the spirit. Oh, Don't look around, just look toward heaven. Open your mouth and worship him. Oh, Mangere va celebrando Come and la bossandai There's three or four of you that are very close Don't look around any longer just open up your mouth Just open up your mouth and start speaking to the Lord Speak to him Oh breke celebranda Ye le brocasinde Oh, That's it right there. He's in this place. Oh, we worship you, Lord. And here's what the Lord is saying right now. As you communicate with me supernaturally out of your spirit, your spirit to my spirit, by speaking in and singing in tongues, it'll open up a great door for you, saith the Lord. It'll open up a door of greater understanding. It'll open up a door for even greater things in your life. For as you speak to me supernaturally, you then can expect to see the supernatural happen and occur in your life. Supernatural leadings, supernatural giftings come as you spend time in my presence and as you allow me to speak through you and in you, the door shall be opened and great and glorious things shall come your way. Hallelujah. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. That's what the Holy Ghost is saying. That's what, oh, hallelujah. I'm reminded of what my spiritual father, Dad Hagen, said. He said, the more that I would speak in my heavenly language, the more that I would speak in tongues, he said, the more manifestations of the Spirit I would have. In other words, it's just like a door into the supernaturally, supernatural of things that God has for us. How many of you know there's more? I know there's more for me. 
I know there's more for you. And I know there's more for us. And I just know, beyond any shadow of a doubt, this is one great big step in our walk with God. Amen. Father, I pray over the people as they go today. I thank you for the Holy Spirit, the unction of the Holy Ghost upon their lives. Even, Lord, as they go home and as they meditate, as they think and as they pray, Lord, may there come an increase, an increase of this glorious, glorious utterance, this language of the Spirit. We give you the praise for it in the name of Jesus. We're going to sing as we go. It's been a good day. I encourage you to live in the presence of God and choose Him over all the pressures of the enemy.